You're listening to Summer in the Psalms, a podcast hosted through Coramdale College, the college-age ministry of Coramdale Bible Church in Davenport, Iowa. This podcast is meant to be supplemental to our weekly Bible studies, as well as our community hangouts happening throughout the summer. So if you want any information on that, or you'd like to get involved, feel free to head on over to our website, coramdalebible.church slash college. There you'll find all the details for our summer events and Bible studies, as well as a way to get connected. We hope to see you in person soon, but for now, let's dive into what the Lord has for us in the Psalms. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Summer in the Psalms. I believe this is episode... That's a good question. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's episode seven. That sounds right. Six or seven. Anyway, welcome back to Summer in the Psalms. I'm your co-host, Cody Rogers. And I'm Regan Erickson. Um, And I also get to introduce a special guest today, too. Um, She's pretty special to me. Um, Her name is Hannah Erickson. Um, She's my wife. So Hannah, say hi. Hello, everybody. You got to get close to that oh, mic, hello, hello. Yeah, there you go. This She's new. Me. She's First figuring timer. it out. Yeah. Um, so I, I just double checked. We are episode seven. So okay. We're right in that. Um, just a couple things to touch base with. We do have a camping trip coming up. Yes, we do. Uh, there should still be time as this podcast is released for you to sign up. So you can follow the link in the group me or reach out to us on the website, quorumdalebible.church slash college, which you probably just heard in the intro. So I don't know why I'm saying that again, but there it is. Um, repetition's key. Yeah. Repetition's key. And I think that's the the biggest thing to talk about. Besides that, I'm just settling down into the series for next fall. Pretty excited about that. That's awesome. Um, we will be meeting on Thursdays again, coming up when we kick off for the ministries. So just give you a heads up there. If you're planning through your school year or you're going to be around here in Davenport for that time. And I think that's it as far as announcements. Perfect. Yeah. So what psalm are they going to be in as they're studying in their Bible studies this week? Today, um, or this week, they're going to be in Psalm 84. Uh, what's a kind of fun thing about this psalm is it's the first one in a while that's not written by David. Yeah. It's actually written by the sons of Korah. So was, if you remember way back when we talked about the authors of the psalms, this was a group of people after the life of David. Um, yeah. So, but today we're talking about longing for the Lord in the psalms. Mm. So, yeah, um, I chose Psalm 84. So 51 and 84 were the two that, that I chose, though. I think I feel like another leader also suggested maybe it was Priscilla. Mm-hmm. I think maybe she suggested yeah. Psalm 84 yeah, as I think well. It was her. Yeah. Um, and I think for good reason, the reason I chose it is because if there was one thing I want to leave people with as a worship pastor and as a college pastor and pretty much anything is I wish I could help people just long for the Lord more. Right. I just want them to want him. I don't know how to do that most of the time, but it's hard. that's that's why I chose it because Psalm eighty four sort of rocked me in that whole concept once I heard a message preached on it. So yeah. that's that's who chose it and that's why. That's awesome. I mean, I'm you're not alone in that boat. I I have to be completely honest, when uh like we, we got together before all of this started and we kind of defined what we were gonna talk about week to week. And we'd pick way back many weeks ago that we were gonna talk about longing for the Lord today and we ended up coming to it. I started looking into it and I was a little bit like, man, like longing for the Lord's good. I get that. But do we really need to spend a whole podcast on it? And then I started looking into it and 
I was convicted. It's such a good topic. So this is, this is exciting. Yeah. So, um, let's dive into it. We're always asking questions and and answering them. That's typically the way that we've been doing each of the podcasts. Is that what we're doing today too? We've got certain questions we're trying to answer as we think of the Psalms. The overall question is like, what, what is, why do we long for the Lord? Um, and we're going to just ask several questions in relation to that, but we're springboarding off of verse two, just to kind of tie it back to 84 for you. Um, it says specifically, my soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord in verse two. And so jumping off of that, um, let's jump into this first question of asking is talking about longing for the Lord worthy of discussion? Hmm. I mean, my initial answer is yes, right? And that's a good answer. <laughs> and, but obviously the answer for me is yes, because I chose this for that purpose, because I think it is a worthy discussion. But its I don't think it's one that we have very often. No. no. And I think whenever we talk about it, it's only in relation to eternity and not anything that has to do with our life on this side of eternity. And so I think we miss a big part of what this discussion could be if we even mention it at all. Mm. I totally agree. I mean, when I was trying to convince myself this was going to take a full podcast, I just Googled the words longing for the Lord just to see what came up. And it was really interesting. The first thing that popped up was a a link to the top 15 verses that talking about longing for the Lord. It's one of those, you know, Mm. links where you definitely want to check the context of all the verses that it gives you to make sure it actually makes sense. But I just started reading through those and looking at them. And just, I mean, the Bible talks about longing for the Lord all the time. There's like Psalm 119.20 is one of them. And it says, my soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. That's a good point Hannah made because that's not talking about eternity. Psalm 73 verse 25, it says, there's nothing on earth that I desire besides you. Another verse in Psalm 119 says that my soul longs for your salvation. And then there's a couple other Psalms that talk about like the psalmist's soul thirsting like a parched land or like he thirsts for the Lord as if he's in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And there's like this deep longing. And then outside of Psalms, like Isaiah 26, 9 says, my soul yearns for you in the night. Um, In John chapter seven, Jesus says, all who are thirsty, come to me and drink. And then capping it off in Revelation, it also talks about those who are thirsty to come and drink from the from the well. And it's just like, man, the Bible is like talking about this a lot. Yeah, and not even just the language of talking about it. I mean, so many of the, let's say the Psalms that we've been in, they are um, motivated by longing for the Lord, even if they don't use those words. So like we were in Psalm 61 last week, and we talked about this in my group, but I mean, he starts out t- asking the Lord to, to hear his cry, hear his prayer, that he's calling to him from the end of the earth when his heart is faint. So he's in a place he doesn't want to be, but he wants to be somewhere else. And then he says, let me dwell in your tent forever. Like he's longing to yeah. be within the tent, which is like the tent of presence, right? He's longing to be in the presence of the Lord forever. That's that's mm-hmm. longing without it actually saying it. And there's a, a billion other verses that that is the motivation of the scripture. Yeah, and I feel the Psalms do such a good job of painting the picture of what it means and what it looks like to long for the Lord. So whenever Regent was telling me that this podcast would be about longing for the Lord, I thought of Psalm 42. 
and talked as a deer pants for water. So my soul thirsts for you. Mm. And it's this picture of this deer that is desperate for water because it is so thirsty. And so it's going to be seeking out the satisfaction that it'll find in um, streams of water. And I just love the imagery that Psalms has all throughout, especially with longing for the Lord. Yeah. And we've talked about worship already in the Psalms. And I know I've mentioned several times, whether it be on uh, Thursday nights or just in conversation, like we're, we're as worshipers, we're always worshiping something. We're always wanting to give worth over to something. But the flip side of that is exactly what uh, Hannah just said. We not only are people that want to give worth over to something, we are people constantly longing for something, mm-hmm. constantly in yeah. need of something. And so just as much as it's proper to express worth over to God, it should be just as equally proper to express a longing for God. Yeah. Because as much as we want to give stuff, we also are seeking constantly. Which means a really valid question and good question to ask is, what are you longing for? And is it the Lord? And try and be really honest with yourself with that. Yeah. Yeah, like that That could be one of the things maybe you should ask yourself before you dive into this passage with your Bible study is come to a self-evaluation right off the bat. What am I personally longing for and what am I doing to get those things that I want? Yeah, I think it's hard because sometimes our longings are still good, but they're not as good as the best thing, which is the Lord. So I was talking to Regent about this um, maybe over breakfast this morning, just about um, how our longings have to do with like the desire of our hearts, but because of our sin, like our desires are skewed. And Romans 1 talks about that. And I was t- telling him about when my grandpa passed away. So Regent and I got married in June three years ago. Mm-hmm. My grandpa died that following August. Um, and it was the first time after he died that I really started to long for eternity I wanted to be in heaven, but it wasn't to be with Jesus. It's to see my grandpa again. And I realized that even though that this desire is a good desire, this longing for eternity is good, it still isn't longing to be in the presence of God himself. And so I feel like I've been on this journey the last couple of years, wanting to develop this heart that is longing not just to be with people that we love in heaven, but just to relish the fact that we get to spend eternity in the presence of God. And that's what I want to long for more than anything else. And that's like the best thing. And that's a desire that I want my heart to be stirred up with Mm -hmm. more and more. Yeah. And you can also long for things out of distaste, right? So there Mm -hmm. are many a person that long to be with the Lord in heaven because they're just, they're dissatisfied with what they are currently given. Yeah. Um, That's still a longing, a longing that has a correct place when it comes to being with the Lord for all eternity. But if it's rooted in uh, just not being content in your circumstances and Mm -hmm. not being fruitful for what the Lord wants you to be on this earth, uh, then that also is a misplaced longing. Yeah. That's good. So we've been talking about it, like just throwing it out there, longing for the Lord a lot. Let's just define that real quick. Like what does it mean to long for the Lord? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared to, to answer. What, what do you, do you have anything off the top of your head? Whenever Hannah? I just Googled, because that's, you know, g- great place to start. Uh, just what the word longing meant, just in English, it meant to have a yearning desire. And so again, I think that kind of paints the picture and goes along with the imagery we see throughout scripture. There's this desire to, um, to know God, to enjoy his presence, to be with him. John Piper says that the deepest longing of the human heart is to know and enjoy the glory of God. And so I think it has this idea of us just in desperation, just seeking and wanting to be um, with God, um, to know him more, but also mostly just to be in his presence. Like it talks about here, being in his courts, being with the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that you feel in your guts, right? <laughs> you just you just feel it deep down, wherever that is. Um, it's the incomplete seeking to be complete. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just something. It, it's not like you're longing for, um, and this is probably a really stupid analogy <laughs> or illustration, but like, it's not like you are complete in the sense like you're an ice cream sundae and you're just waiting for the cherry on top, right? That would make it nicer. It's like you don't have what you need to start it off in the first place. Like you don't have the yeah. ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. You're just an empty bowl. Um, it's the the idea that it's not just something extra, but it's the, the something that, that has to be there for you to be complete. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Psalms paints such a like deep picture. It's not like a casual, oh, I want that or... Hey, that'd be nice. I mean, it, like the deer pants for water or like the language of thirsting in a desert. I mean, that's deep. Or even in 84, how his soul is longing as even faints from yeah. the courts of the Lord. That's pretty dramatic language, but I think it represents what longing for the Lord really looks like. Yeah. I came across a Billy Graham quote that I thought was really good that summarizes this well. And he says it as it means that a person is unsatisfied or unfulfilled because there is someone he or she very much wants to be near to hear that certain voice, to experience that special presence, which just kind of puts on one sentence what we've talked about here. Um, Yeah. And I think just to even add more scripture to that, I'm reminded of Ecclesiastes 3. 11. I had to look it up. It's not like I just have that off the top of my head, right? <laughs> I knew it was in Ecclesiastes, but uh, it talks about how uh, the Lord um, has made everything beautiful in its time, beautiful in its time um, and that he has put eternity into man's mm-hmm. heart, mm. right? It's not just in his mind. We've been talking a ton in my group. What is the heart in scripture? It's the central of your will. It's the emotive will and reasoning behind you. Um, and, and what he's Scripture says is the Lord has placed eternity, a.k.a. a longing for the only thing that is eternal, him, and that is directly hardwired into you. That's really good. Often when we're seeing longing in Scripture, we see it represented as thirst, like thirsting. That's at least a pretty common one in the Psalms. Why do you think thirst is used, and like, how should we think about that when it says thirst? That makes sense. Yeah, for me, it, it plays off the same thing. Um, I don't know. So this might be just a weird thing with my body, but how do I know I'm thirsty? Uh, like I don't know, my mouth doesn't get dry unless I've been doing something that causes it to be dry. Like I just am thirsty. Like I don't have any particular symptoms in my body that make mm-hmm. me that way. I just know I want and need water all of a sudden, right? If I eat something salty, um, nine times out of ten. It is, I just know I need it and that I want it, but I, I can't like tell you a specific symptom that's true every single time that I'm thirsty. But then maybe that's just me, but that's, that's how I think about it. It's something more innate in me. I think whenever we are thirsty, I think it causes desperation. So Regina, I've been watching this show um, alone. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend. Well, what's it's where, it on? Or how do you find it? Um, Hulu. We find it on Hulu. It's like, it's a history channel show. I think, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so what happens is these people are dropped off in super remote areas and they um, can bring 10 items and they're just expected to live. And whoever survives the longest in these remote places 
wins $500,000 or something crazy like that. And you see these people get so desperate for survival. And so as they have no clean water, they'll start to drink all this contaminated water just to part or quench their thirst. Yeah. And so they'll end up doing whatever it takes and going to whatever lengths in order to get this water that they are desiring so much. And so that's why I think like thirst causes us mm. to really um, be desperate for something. And that's what I think people would think of when they yeah. see the word. And and being thirsty is um, what, I mean, you can't be thirsty as long as you can be hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to die quicker without yeah. water than yeah. you will without food. But also being thirsty is the most innate human desire. I mean, so Brittany and I have a baby in our house right now and uh, you know, he's, he's just learning to eat but what i mean what do you do the right after you're born for the first several months you you just drink it's the mm-hmm. only thing you know how to do it's the mm-hmm. only thing you desire it's from from birth it's innate in us to be thirsty you know and if you think about israel and the time that this would have been written they lived in a very dry rocky deserty land so i mean they knew I'm assuming they knew really well what it was like to be thirsty mm-hmm. when they traveled and, and all that dust and stuff. And to be reliant on, oh, yeah. on the prov- whatever was you know, water, essentially. Like yeah. They knew what it was like to be reliant on whatever was satisfying that thirst. Yeah, I'm assuming most of these communities lived off of a well, right? And so like, the women would go down to the well and get their water for the day and just thinking about if that well dried up, just how much that would impact the entire community. That, Like you said, they were so dependent on their source of water to satisfy the thirst that they had so that they could survive. Okay. So why should we thirst for the Lord? How can you not thirst for the Lord? I think is, is how I would sort of rebut that. Right. (laughs) I had a feeling when I was preparing that you were going to respond with a question. I always (laughs) respond with a question. (laughs) Why thirst for him? Um, Like how can you not thirst for him? It's we've been talking about, it's part of you. Um, and, and somewhere deep down, even if you're, uh, if you're deep in the hardened sins of your heart and you are searing your soul, um, there is still some part of you that the Lord has wired for you to, to desire eternity. Um, so how can you not? And also then why, why should you express it? I guess maybe is the, yeah you know, change on that question, but what do you got? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, he's the only one that's really worthy of it. I think we waste a lot of our lives thirsting after the wrong thing, whether it be um, wanting a relationship or a career or money or a life full of adventure or whatever it is. We give our time and our energy to all these things that are unworthy of our thirsting and our longing and our seeking when truly God's the only one that's even deserving to receive it. And God is the only pure thing that you can thirst for, right? I mean, as you're talking about this, I'm just thinking through all these different analogies and stuff. And I was thinking like, there was a good, uh, not proud of this. There's a good little chunk of my life where, I mean, I, I, I didn't drink water at all, right? I was receiving all of my sustenance from like Dr. Pepper and soda, you know, freedom (laughs) in college was an amazing thing, uh, it to my taste buds, maybe not to my body. Um, but technically I thought I was being fulfilled and satisfied by those things because they are liquid, right? But what else was that doing to my body? And and what else, uh, what are the, the, the consequences I was going to have to reap later because I wasn't actually being satisfied and, and thirsting for the real thing? You know, it, 
that's a whole nother discussion on the things we thirst for that aren't good for us, that we think are good for us or that seem tasty in the moment, but not also not to say you shouldn't drink soda. That is not what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) I just, an example of something in my life that I had to clean up for a general health tip though. I highly suggest drinking some water and not just like Dr. Pepper soda. Good call. All right. Anyway, got a little sidetracked there. You were, you were saying (laughs) it was good. I, I like to, Take that just another step further too. I just think the Lord is, he is, he can quench that thirst. Like you just look at the woman at the well and she's talking about drawing up physical water and Jesus says, no, I can quench your thirst for Mm -hmm. eternity and talking about, no, him longing for him, not physical water. Yeah. I never even, man, that's a great connection. So I was just talking earlier about how just as much as we desire to worship the Lord, we want to, you know, also we should thirst for him. But also John 4, 24 is our yeah. worship passage of our church. And it also starts off with a conversation on being thirsty. Um, so they are literally coupled together. Yeah. You can't worship without desire for the Lord. Yeah. I just want to say I made the woman was, at the well connection. I was about, I was about to acknowledge thunder, that so. she was she was smiling. It was just a good time to bring it up. <laughs> it wasn't coming up. And in so, Regent, I, I will, they, were, they were smiling at each other. Yeah, and we're I was like, talking about I, this later I was, over dinner. I was, I was prepared like, I step in? to I acknowledge no my sources. <laughs> I was prepared. She just jumped in too soon. All right. Well, it's been said, and <laughs> we'll give Hannah the credit. Yeah. Either way, no matter who said it. M- moving on. Jesus said it first. M- moving on. <laughs> the next question I want to ask is, is longing for the Lord the same as wanting to be like him? This is something that, again, Regent and I were talking about over breakfast that I was really convicted of this last week preparing for this and just thinking about, um, it was like reflecting on, do I actually long for the Lord and what does that look like? And I don't feel like 99% of the time I'm actually longing for the Lord. I think I want to know him more and I want to be like him. But it's often it's more for selfish reasons. I want to grow in knowledge Um, And I want to grow in sanctification or whatever it is, but not often do I really just long to be in the presence Mm. of God, just to sit at his feet and to experience um, him through prayer and the word, through um, the church as a whole and the ways that he's given us to experience him now. And then longing for that experience that we'll have um, perfectly in heaven. And so I think that, longing to be like him and longing to know him is a part of it. But I think that's just such a small aspect of what it really looks like to long for the Lord. I think it has so much more to do with his presence um, and the experience of the Lord. Yeah. And, and so as you're saying that, like a, a litmus test came to my mind of, I was thinking about, well, what's the difference? You know, how would I know that I'm longing to be like the Lord rather than longing to be with the Lord? But I think what Hannah's saying is getting right at it. Like, if the Lord never moved you any further in your sanctification, never taught you anything new, never worked anything else in your life, but just promised that you could sit with Him, would that be enough for you? Ugh. And do you desire that? Right? Like, yeah. are you? Am I desiring to get something from Him, or am I desiring to just be with Him? And, and so th- when you asked, when you asked the question, Regent, I was like, oh yeah, da, da, da. And then as she starts talking, I started thinking like, well, what if the Lord never gave me anything? Yeah. And, and when I start getting dissatisfied, then I realize I'm not longing for him. I'm yeah. longing for what I can get from him. Yeah. I, I was really convicted of this one too. And it was, 
I kind of came to this conclusion is like, can I remove myself from the equation and still be quote unquote longing? Like often I'm longing to be like him. That involves me doing something. Mm -hmm. I'm reading my Bible or memorizing something, but just being with him means I don't have like, I'm it's beyond me accomplishing something. You know, it, it takes that me out of that statement. And I realize how little I often do that. Even just a practice of sitting in like silence and solitude, like even just wanting to listen to the Lord. I don't think I often want to listen to him. I'd rather just read my Bible, pray, close it up, move on for the day and don't even take the time to sit and wait for him hmm. to work in my heart and mind. I'm too busy just rushing through. A lot of times you want to be the one that does the talking and yeah. you don't realize oh, it, yeah. right? It's like it's oh, like yeah. when I want to call my wife um, to tell her something, but to be nice, I let her talk first. And I'm really just not paying attention at all because I'm ready to say something. <laughs> you know, um, I'm sorry, Brittany, if you're listening to this. I don't <laughs> think that actually happens very often. But that's the example of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a conversation which I'm supposedly listening, but I have an ulterior motive in that yeah. so that I can do something. Yeah, for sure. And when you think about if prayer is, you know, our means of being in the presence of the Lord now, and I waste that with my own words, and that's important. We want to talk to the Lord, but then to be in his presence since Jesus tore the veil, and then to waste it by talking only and never listening, yeah. I think is a big loss. It's mm, good. Okay, so I want to wrap this up and kind of come to this conclusion of asking hard question. How do we long for the Lord? I want to get practical and, um, yeah. How'd you answer that? Um, <clears throat> I'm doing some study right now for the upcoming series and I'm just diving into it. I mean, we're in the new Testament. I think any of you that are part of the college ministry know that's our heart, new Testament in the fall, old Testament in the spring, but we're focusing on, on Jesus. And one mm -hmm. of the things he does is he retreats and spends time in prayer and with the Father. And I think we can all agree the people we spend the most time with are the people we long to be around even more. You know, why do we love our family so much in, in the sense of like when we're away, that's who we miss? Well, because that's who we're spending our time with. And so what will create increased yearning is increased time, I think. I agree. I, I love... Um, the Lord more if I'm spending time with him and when I'm uh, maybe far away from him because I've spent so much time with him, I will yearn for him even more. I think, I mean, it's, I agree. I think that's an excellent two answer. Yeah. And no, I agree with that completely to seek the true source of satisfaction. Cause I think once we taste of like that living water, nothing else is going to satisfy us and we won't want anything else. And over time, the more we have the taste of that true living water, nothing else is going to uh, measure up to it. I think that looks like three things, like um, being in the word, memorizing it and reading it, because it's been that time in prayer, like we talked about, but also around the people of God. And like God has given us uh, the church, so we don't have to do this thing alone. I, I know I'm always really encouraged when I hear people's testimonies of how they do long for the Lord and what that looks like in their life. And it really challenges me to take a deeper look at my own heart and my own desires and to, um, to take advantage of the community that the Lord has provided for us and to long for the Lord together. Yeah. And just notice like out of what Hannah said there, it's nothing like crazy, you know, it's, 
prayer. It's spending time in the Word, spending time with God's people. And like Cody mentioned, it's just taking that time, prioritize that time. You know, I think, you know, there's no magic, read this passage and I'm going to long the Lord, long for the Lord more. It's, it's work. You've got to, you know, work to ask yourself and seek and find what you are longing for that isn't the Lord and to convince yourself that he's worthy of longing over whatever else Mm -hmm. you're longing for. Yeah. And worship. Yes. You know, that's there. Now we're just talking about the the two, two sides of one coin. Um, so worship will bring that as a recommendation. If you're looking to just like listen to a song to help express, maybe if you're not feeling great after this conversation we've had, listen to yearn by Shane and Shane. That if you look up that song, Shane and Shane yearn, it's a bit older. Um, but the chorus, I think, would express exactly what hopefully you are desiring to to feel right now. Mm-hmm. Good. Is that is that it? Yeah, that that's it. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Hannah, for joining us. Absolutely. My um, pleasure. It's been it a fun. blast. It, I know it makes it easier to have somebody with us, and you had some amazing insight. Um, guys, thank you for listening all the way through to this podcast. Thank you so much for just being engaged this summer. I'm really looking forward not only to what we have for the rest of the summer, but coming up for the fall. Uh, we just want you to know we love you. We're praying for you. We're here for you. Don't forget, you can be asking questions. We've got some coming in already, um, and we're going to have a whole podcast dedicated to answering some of these questions. So stay involved in that. Shoot me an email. Find us in group. Talk to us. But until then, just know we'll see you soon, and you are loved. <laughs>